everybody, this is Mackenzie, and you are listening to the Enlighten Me podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I have a great episode in store for you today. For this conversation, I interviewed my new friend, Sadia Green. I met Sadia through Instagram. I came across her account as I was looking for some plant-based inspiration and started following her immediately. And if you go check out her account, you will see why. She's not only gorgeous, but she has tons of awesome tips for you. Sadia is a plant-based sports nutritionist and a self-made vegan chef, but she does a lot of other things besides those. She's a mom, she's a wife, she's a fitness expert, and she has created a business that is focused on a vegan lifestyle, but really incorporates a holistic approach to looking at the mind, the body, and the spirit. So if you go creep on her page like I do all the time, you'll see workout tips, you'll get some vegan recipes, you'll see cute pics of her kids, and the list goes on and on. So it's no secret that in this conversation, we are talking about veganism, which has a lot of baggage that comes with that word. I've wanted for a long time to record an episode about vegan lifestyles, but I've been hesitant because I know a lot of people are closed-minded to this topic. However, I am asking you for this slightly longer than one hour conversation to open your mind. This episode is not meant to turn you into a vegan, but it's meant to open you up to some alternative options for getting in protein and healthy foods through a plant-based lifestyle. And something I want you to keep in mind as you listen is this is not just about animals. So if you're thinking we're just going to sit here and talk about animal rights, that's not the case at all. We're talking about holistic health, like I mentioned, our health and our planet's health, and all the benefits that a vegan lifestyle offers. So keep an open mind for this conversation. I know it was really helpful for me because I have gone through a variety of different lifestyles. I've been a vegetarian, I've been a pescatarian, I've tried to be plant-based. I've done it all and I seriously loved learning from Sadia more about the benefits of veganism and about how easy it can be to incorporate more of a plant-based diet into your lifestyle. It sounds like it could be really hard, but she makes it really simple for us. I also want to say that this conversation is not meant to be judgmental. Sadia says it herself, and I just wanted to echo that, that we are not here to judge how anybody eats or lives their life, but both of us have the desire to educate people and to help people. So that's what this conversation is meant to do. We do touch on the ever-popular ketogenic diet, and I wanted to give a disclaimer about that because I have a lot of friends who are interested in it and who have gotten great results at losing weight through that diet. And I wanted to get Sadia's opinion on it from a health standpoint. And Sadia is honest that she had not done much research on it herself. So we're not experts on this topic, but we explore it a little. And after our conversation, Sadia ended up doing more research on it herself, as did her husband, who is also an entrepreneur. And he ended up writing an article about the ketogenic diet. I've included the link to that article in the show notes, which you can see on the app that you're listening to or on my website. And I just wanted to tell you about it because it is a really good read. It talks about the short-term benefits of the ketogenic diet, and it also talks about the questionable long-term effects. So if you've ever tried the keto diet or have any interest in it, I would highly recommend checking out that article because it's really helpful in breaking down how it works and in knowing some of the potential effects that could go alongside with it. So make sure you check out that read. Now for me, this episode is coming at the perfect time because I recently found out that I need to go completely dairy-free for a couple weeks as I'm breastfeeding because it's possible that our baby has some dairy allergies, which I don't eat a lot of dairy anyways. We're pretty much plant-based at home, but to cut but to cut it out cold turkey is actually kind of difficult. But this conversation, like I said, cannot have come at a better time and it's been really helpful to me. 
So I hope you also find it helpful. I hope if nothing else that you do check out Sadia's Instagram page because like I said, she's gorgeous. You want to see what she's doing and it's going to be super helpful to you just as you try to live any kind of healthy lifestyle. Make sure you also don't forget to leave a rating or review for the show. You can do that on the app that you're listening to or over on iTunes. It's super helpful to me, it's helpful to my guests, and it's helpful to others because then more people can find the show. So please take the time to do that. And that's it for my long introduction. Here is my conversation with Sadia Green. All right. Hey, Sadia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Can you just tell us about yourself, introduce yourself to the, to the listeners? Yes. So my name is Sadia Green. And I am the founder and CEO of Beyond Vegans LLC and Beyond Vegans Active Collection. Um, I am 33 years old. I am a mother of two teenage boys um, who are 12 and 14 years old. Um, I have been married for 14 years now um, to my high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And I am also a certified plant-based sports nutritionist and a self-made vegan chef. That's awesome. You have a lot going on for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do. (laughs) And before I ask about your business and everything, how is being a mom to teenagers? Um, It's very interesting, (laughs) um, to say the least. (laughs) Uh, My 14-year-old is in high school now, so that has been quite the adjustment. And my 12-year-old is in middle school, and he's doing pretty well, but I think he's in that stage where... Uh, he's feeling himself, you yeah. know, he's about to be 13 years old next month. So he's going through his little personality change. Okay. But for the most part, I, w- I love yeah. it. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's, you know, it's a part, it's a part of their um, journey. Yeah. So I'm just happy I'm able to witness it. But for the most part, like I said, it's, it's a good experience. Yeah. Um, having teenage boys. Good. It sounds like it would be really fun. I'm sure it's crazy at times, but I I can't wait to have teenagers yeah. for some reason. I just love teenage kids. I think they're so fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. We like to. My boys are very active, so yeah. I get out there and I get dirty with them. Yeah, they like to help in the kitchen sometimes when I'm like doing recipe development. Yeah. so they're like my little friends. So it's cool. that's awesome. Um, okay, so about your business beyond vegans. First, kind of what led you to become interested in the vegan lifestyle? Like, were you already a sports nutritionist and started looking into the vegan lifestyle? Or how did that all come about for you personally? Well, my husband is the one who actually introduced uh, the vegan lifestyle to myself Mm -hmm. and my children. Um, And it was a little over eight years ago. He was deployed and he started having some issues with his digestive system Mm -hmm. and being constipated a lot from consuming a lot of the food that they were serving while on his Mm -hmm. deployment. And so he started looking up ways to, you know, fix this problem he was having without taking medicine. My husband's never been a big medicine person. So um, the research that he came up with was a lot of alternative ways to help with your digestive system. So once he did more research, that's when he introduced it to me and the children by telling us what he found, and then also um, showing us some documentaries. Hmm. And that's when it began for me, (laughs) because I was just taken away by how the animals were slaughtered. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say I didn't, 
I like I knew there was a process to what happened to the animals, right. but I wasn't truly aware of what was going on in the slaughterhouses. So right. once I was introduced to it and I read and watched the videos on it, I just kind of went, um, yeah, so this is the lifestyle that we're going to take on. And that's that's really how it started. So it was for my husband, not necessarily yeah. on my own will. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you remember what documentary you watched that was really powerful for you? I honestly don't remember the name because my husband didn't. It was more like just watch this because that night I made chicken Alfredo <laughs> and <laughs> he didn't tell me the name of it. And I, I don't even remember asking him. I just remember right. sitting on the couch watching it and just being taken back. But I can't get the name yeah. for you. No, that's okay. I can, whenever you figure it out, I can share the link in case people want to check it out themselves. I feel the same way, like, after I kind of knew, I mean, you know that obviously animals are killed, like, to get meat, like, that's not <laughs> a surprise to anybody, but, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, seeing, I watched a documentary too, and seeing how, how it was done, and just how awful it was, I was like, this is so sad, but also even because I, I know there are some people that are like, I don't really care about that. Like, I don't care about animals. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I was like, that's just it's gross, honestly, like to think that that's what I'm putting in my body, like after watching that. So mm -hmm. how did that turn into becoming an educator and a business owner for this brand and wanting to, you know, educate people on the lifestyle that you were living? Honestly, it wasn't my intentions. Um when my family and I decided to change our lifestyle to just a healthier way of living, I started, you know, from our friends and family, um, I just, we started to be questioned on, you know, what are you eating? Or, you know, are your children deprived? Mm -hmm. Are you guys deprived? Or is it healthy? You know, just a lot of people, I not, wouldn't say necessarily we're concerned for our health, but we're just kind of yeah. curious. So... I found myself educating a lot of the people that are around us. And from that, it kind of just led into, wow, there are people that are really uneducated on the vegan lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I just made it my business to educate, like to be a reliable resource for people that were interested in living the lifestyle or just wanted to know more about it, you know? Right. So that's kind of where it started for my brand. Okay. And were you already a nutritionist at that time or did that come later? No, that came later. Oh, okay. At that time I was, yeah, at that time I was a licensed nail technician and I had a spa. Okay. Um, so yeah, that came later on into uh, Beyond Vegan. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So then with your business, can you tell people what Beyond Vegan means and why, why you picked that name and kind of just about your whole your brand as a whole and what, what you're trying to do? Well, the reason why I went with Beyond Vegans is because a lot of times when people hear the word vegan, they just connect it to food. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I had Beyond, I added Beyond was because to me, living a healthy lifestyle is just not the food that you consume, but also your way of thinking mm -hmm. and um, your spirit, like, you know, whether it's your energy or the people you keep around you. So that's why I picked Beyond Vegan. Yeah. Because it's pretty much like being rich in mind, body, and right. spirit. And what I pretty much do with Beyond Vegan, well, within my brand is I help inspire families and individuals that are interested in transitioning into the vegan lifestyle. 
um, by offering private lessons, group lessons, uh, family lessons, and I do live demos where I show them how to make fun vegan foods uh, that the family would enjoy that are fun, flavorful, flavorful, can be easy to make Mm -hmm. for the busy parents or for the, you know, the teenagers that like to prepare their own lunch. I give like tips and tools on how to do that for the teen. It's just making the transition for individuals that are interested a lot smoother by educating them. So that's why I created Beyond Vegan. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's really great that you kind of look at the body and health so holistically and not just focus on diet. Uh, I think that's really important. And I love like your Instagram page. I mean, I feel like you do so much between not just like the food tips and everything, but also the the workout videos and that you're selling clothing now too, right? Yes, I have um, my fitness line. So yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's so cute. I love the Good Vibes mustard tank. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's actually a top seller too. Yes, I love that one. It's adorable. So I'll definitely make sure we get links to your website so people can look at all the all the cute workout clothes. But yeah, I just love it. And the clothes are meaningful even, like the accountability, yeah. which I was just looking at, or accountability shirt um like the meaning behind it I don't know I just think that's really cool so so yeah um yeah when it comes to the vegan lifestyle as a whole I mean first of all I guess why don't you just start with defining it for people I mean most people have a general idea of what it means but I know people get like vegan and vegetarian confused and everything so can you just define like in your terms what being vegan means okay so for me I think um an ethical vegan is someone who eats no animal byproducts and extend the philosophy into other areas of their lives. So that means, like an example, they don't um, believe in using clothing, beauty products, skincare products, household products, or even um, like hygiene products that Mm -hmm. have any type of animal byproduct in them. Okay. So I would say that's my definition of what a vegan is. That's probably helpful just because, yeah, I know people will ask me sometimes, like, what's what's the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? And I think, mm-hmm. too, I like that you have the ethical, an ethical vegan looks like this because mm-hmm. it reminds me of, so I was a vegetarian all throughout high school and um, people would be like, wow, you must be really healthy. And I was like, I'm really not. Like, I'm kind of like a bad vegetarian. Like, I didn't really eat a lot of vegetables. I just ate a lot of carbs. Like, I ate a lot of pasta and cheese and stuff like that. I wouldn't say I was healthy at all. (laughs) So, I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you can be a vegetarian and different ways you can be a vegan, too. And some of them are better than others, maybe. So, um, No, that's very true. Um, A lot of times I tell people, just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. Right. You know, and I say that with... I know vegans that, not that, not necessarily knowing them personally, but I see people on social media that they eat the, the diet, but mm-hmm. the way of thinking is not healthy. Right. So it's like, I don't think a lot of people understand your way of thinking can really um, make you unhealthy. It can take a toll on your body and your mental health. Mm-hmm. It could just do so much damage, but you can also be a vegan and eat unhealthy foods and not implement a lot of nutrient dense, you know, wholesome foods into your, your daily um, consumption. It it can be, it can be dangerous. So it's important to know, you know, 
the difference. It's just the title, but it's more to it's more to that title than just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Than just the word vegan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's something that comes with like if you're gonna do it, you kinda have to do a lot of research with it, like mm-hmm. to know to know what you're doing and luckily there's people like you that have a lot of resources for those that are looking into it. But I mean it's and that's one thing I would say is should be true with any kind of diet or lifestyle like you should be doing research to know what you're putting in your body because no one is just gonna eat and not like think like you shouldn't just be eating and not thinking about what you're putting in your body anyways absolutely absolutely I agree okay so I would say this topic is really I don't I don't want to say controversial but it's like one of those topics where people are like, I would never, I could never be a vegan. Like it's something that people are just so passionate about not doing a lot of times. And mm-hmm. they just kind of have this idea of what they think veganism is and just are very close-minded to it. Um, at least in my experience, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced people saying similar things, but yes. what would you say to just kind of get people to break down those barriers in their mind and become a little more open-minded to what you have to share, what would you say to someone that was like, I could just never, ever do that? I've had a couple of those experiences. And what I found is it's all in the approach and in the delivery. Mm -hmm. When someone has made that statement to me, I just simply respond with, you can. It's a matter of if you want to. You have some parents, right? I know some parents that um, were interested in implementing vegan dishes into the lifestyle right but they were hesitant because of the negative information that's out there on vegans Mm -hmm. so and they would use the word can't a lot when communicating with me on why they wanted to Mm -hmm. but again afraid of what others may think Mm -hmm. so they would use that word can't and I would say well in the word can't there's can and you can't focus so much on what outsiders are going to think. It has to be what you feel is best for yourself and for your family. And also, if you are, and a lot of times too, I ask them, well, why is it that you can't be a vegan or mm-hmm. you don't want to be a vegan? And a lot of times, again, it's vegans are, you know, they don't eat food. It's just veggies and fruit all the time, or you're going to get sick. It's things that they've heard other people say, but not necessarily from the research that they have done themselves. So to me, my job is to ask them, if you weren't close-minded with the negative information about uh, veganism, why is it that you can't have an open mind on the positive impact that veganism also has? And a lot of times I get, oh, wow, I didn't look at it from that perspective or they really start to think and it's like, oh, well, dang, you know, I have just been closed off to the idea of fully embracing it because of what's being said, but I'm not being, um, keeping an open mind on the benefits of it. So again, a mm-hmm. lot of times it's the energy and you just allowing those people to pose questions that make those people think, you know, don't be so judgmental in the delivery of the benefits of veganism. So I, I guess that would be what I would tell somebody to be open-minded or to be open-minded mm-hmm. with the topic of being a vegan. Just open open your mm-hmm. mind to the positive effects a vegan lifestyle can bring. Mm-hmm. 
just as well as you had an open mind to the negative things that are put out there about the vegan lifestyle. A hundred percent. I think you're right with that because I, I feel like when people say that to me, like I just, I, I could never, or I would never, it's usually what they usually mean is I don't want to ever mm-hmm. do that. It's not usually that they couldn't. It's just that that does not sound like something I would ever want to do. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so I think you're right about when you hear about the reasons why that might make you a little more open-minded to, to it. And, and I would say too, it's not something, I don't know what you would say about this. And we're going to talk more about like tips are getting started later, but it's not something that you just are expected to do like cold Turkey, like starting tomorrow, I'm a vegan. Like that's not, that's not realistic for anybody. I've heard people say like, Oh, it took me, you know, five years to completely transition to being a hundred percent vegan. And And yeah, like I, I just, I, I'll be honest and say like, I'm not at that point yet. I'm, Mm -hmm. we're transitioning. I say we're like pretty much vegan at home, but like, you know, eating out is a little bit harder and, you know, we're at a lot of social events and so I don't Mm -hmm. restrain myself as much then, but, but you know, it's not like we're saying, oh, we could never be a hundred percent. Like, I feel like as we get more and more acclimated to this lifestyle, it's easier and easier Mm -hmm. um, to do it. And so I hope someday we can be there, but I'm also not pressuring myself to be like, we have to do it tomorrow. Like, let's be a hundred percent now. So let's talk about the benefits now. Like why, why this is important. Um, We talked about, you know, what both of us have seen, like with the way that animals are treated just to harvest meat and animal products but what else is there behind veganism like whether it's problems that come from eating animal products or benefits of being vegan like can you talk about some of those big things that you think might you know open people's eyes a little bit i think uh, why it is important to live a vegan lifestyle and use it as a preventative is for one your health Mm -hmm. the the main reason i mean for my family at least um, I know I said we watched the documentary and that had a, a huge impact on my decision to fully just go cold turkey, which that's what we did, uh, went cold turkey, mm-hmm. was yes, it was about the animals. But then again, I was seeing how animals, even if they had a disease, if they were still breathing, it didn't matter if they weren't walking, but as long as they were breathing, they would still go to the slaughterhouse. They would cut off that piece of cancer, but still make it to the slaughterhouse mm-hmm. for me. I was like, wow, cancer spreads, you know, Mm -hmm. parasites spread. So Mm -hmm. just because they removed that one piece doesn't mean that that animal still was not ill. Mm -hmm. So therefore I'm eating that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for me, it became more of a preventative lifestyle for my health. So I think one, uh, it being a preventative for your health, it also has benefits as the vegan lifestyle has benefits when it comes to the diet being rich in nutrients. It's also, again, it's related to health. It has, uh, it is linked to lower risk of uh, heart disease. It helps with the economy. It, I mean, it helps in so many different ways. It helps save energy. It helps protect the soil. It helps animals not be slaughtered. It, it, I mean, there's so many different topics we can touch mm-hmm. on on why veganism is beneficial for not only yourself, but for the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll ask first, as far as consuming animal products, what about if people are like, oh, well, I really only buy organic or, you know, I try to be really, you know, careful about the types of meats that I buy. 
would you say there can still be problems with that? Like what are some of the health effects, even if it is like a healthy animal that they're eating? Still, even though it's organic, yes, that means the animal is probably free-ranged or fed, you know, cruelty-free foods. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, meat is still acidic. It's highly acidic. So whether it's GMO, conventional, or organic, it's still acidic. It doesn't change that fact. So if somebody is in the middle of transitioning, I would say if somebody's like, I'm just having a hard time and I can't fully go cold turkey, I have to still eat my meat. I would say choose the organic option or natural Mm -hmm. and just condense the amount that you consume throughout Mm -hmm. the week. You know, the American standard diet is have meat every single night Mm -hmm. of the week with a vegetable Mm -hmm. and a starch. I would say instead of eating it five days a week, you know, can take it down to two to three times a week and then substitute that meat with a Mm plant-based protein. Yeah, there really is no difference with the organic and non-GMO or conventional when it comes to meat because it's Mm -hmm. still acidic. Gotcha. And so what, so is it true that most Americans and, you know, a lot of other countries too overconsume meat? Like you were saying, you know, the idea is you should have meat every day. Like that's how most people eat, I would say. Is that, is that too much? Like even if somebody's not, you know, saying I want to be a hundred percent vegan or whatever, um, is that still too much? And what are some of the health effects of that? I can't speak for most countries, but I do know that the standard American or Western diet is consume meat every day with dairy products and the eggs. And because you know, eggs aren't dairy. A lot of people will be like, eggs are dairy, and it's it's not. It's not in the same category. But it's yeah. I know in America we consume a lot of meat daily. Mm-hmm. Other countries, I can speak for like Morocco. I know they have, they do have a lot of meat options, but they don't have to consume it daily because a lot of their other, uh, what should I say, uh, dishes that they create are very high in nutrients and they're wholesome. So they don't have to eat meat every day because they're still getting their Mm plant-based protein from another dish that doesn't have Mm -hmm. meat on it, you know? Because they'll have like lentils, garbanzo beans, they have, it's, it's just like a, a wide range of veggies that they use that provide plant-based, plant-based mm-hmm. protein. Yeah, definitely. And do you think that, you know, I feel like we are seeing a rise in a lot of, a lot of diseases, especially cancer. Um, do you think that is linked? And I know, you know, some people have claimed this and I wanted to know your thoughts on this. Do you think that is linked to our meat mm-hmm. consumption or, I mean, food in general, but especially talking about meat? Yes, I do. I believe that meat consumption is one of the main causes to cancer. Or just an acidic diet, period, um, and the pH balance not being balanced out um, with alkaline and, you know, the acidic. Because your body still needs some acidic foods mm-hmm. to balance out your pH. But a person that consumes a high acidic diet Mm -hmm. is more prone to getting a disease or a disorder. Mm -hmm. It's just your body, all diseases can survive in an acidic body. The parasite worms can survive in an acidic body. They cannot survive in a body that's balanced and a body that is consuming the right alkaline foods. It's just, it's not 
possible for them. I mean, again, hold on. It's not. I'm not gonna say it's not possible because everyone still has parasites. It's just there's just no way around it. But in order to keep those cancerous cells from activating, you have to balance your body and eat nutrient dense foods and take herbs and things that you know parasites mm-hmm. don't like. So they die off. It's constantly your body is constantly cleansing itself when you're eating nutrient-dense mm-hmm. food so you know your body's more prone to not getting sick yeah and again that it's not just in the food too we have to remember that the environment like the pollution what we're breathing in every single day takes a an effect on our health mm-hmm. um you know secondhand smoke and from the cars and it's just so much the environment plays a big part in disease as well mm-hmm. along with the food and again your mental state i am a firm believer in what you think, how you, what you eat and where your spirit is takes a toll on your body and helps cause the, your body to be diseased. Mm. And that's at diseased if you got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, okay. So there's also the effects like on our planet that, you know, the way that we, especially in the U S harvest meat, and there's just a lot, a lot going on there. So what would you say about about some of the effects on our planet from eating meat and and then some of the benefits of veganism? Um, I would say the main thing for eating a plant-based diet would be your body, like your overall health, Mm -hmm. the clarity of your mind, um, your physical, like your energy, just how you feel. You're just energized. That's again, if you're eating the right foods, Um, not if you're eating a lot Mm -hmm. of vegan junk food and processed foods, but just overall, your overall health, and energy, the way of thinking, your attitude, everything I think is uh, the biggest benefit for me uh, with having a plant-based yeah. eating, a plant-based diet. Um, and as far as the economy goes, honestly, I think that the biggest one is the animals, or in my opinion, the animals are here to, um, they're like scavengers. They, they were put here for a reason, and I don't mm-hmm. believe that the reason was for humans to consume them. <laughs> I think it was for them to be the world's, um, you know, it sounds kind of bad, but every animal was put here in in a position to play their role out, whether it mm-hmm. be to clean the ocean, you know, or pigs, which we know eat any and mm-hmm. everything. There's <laughs> just, there's just so many different things with that one. And- I know, like, I have been really shocked to hear about just what an industry meat production is. And like, I heard that, I think it was some, it was something crazy, like 70% of the world's crops go towards feeding animals that we can eat. And I just think that's insane considering how many people have limited access to fresh foods and, you know, foods that are growing from the ground and everything with processed foods being such a problem. And it really is such a money-making industry. And that's a lot of times where it gets really dirty and, you know, unhealthy, I think, because it's like, you know, all about how much meat we can produce and how quickly and that, you know, if we can fit 100 animals in a space that only 40 should go, let's do that. And, you know, like, all these kinds of things, just to make more money at the cost of our health or the cost of the animal's health, you know, and it's just, it's really, again, like I was saying earlier, it's just kind of disgusting when you look at it that way. Like, what are you, you know, health-wise, what are you putting in your body? 
you know, when it's animals that have really hardly been animals, like they haven't been able to walk around or, you know, they've been living in their own feces or whatever. Like that's, that's just gross. But also the effects of the planet, just the Mm -hmm. cost to feed all those animals and to, you know, the pollution that occurs when, you know, they're being slaughtered and just all these things add up. And it's, it's so much about money for the people that are in that industry. And I'm not talking about like your local, you know, small town farmer or whatever. Like I'm not talking about that type of person, but you know, like the giant corporations and the giant farms that they're, you know, the factory farming, I guess is what they call it. It's just, it's really disturbing. And you almost can't even separate like the health part from the planet part because it it's all together, but together. I don't know. I just yeah. have found that to be really, really disturbing. That is very disturbing. And I, you know, I, I'm thinking, and I'm, you asking me mm-hmm. that question, I need to, I need to do more research mm-hmm. on what um, benefits being a vegan has on the economy. Like I know some of them, like we mm-hmm. use ethical cleaning. I like household cleaning products. We use like our wash, our washing detergent. I do a lot of vegan beauty products. Like I know all of that is helping with the ethical, I mean the economy, but Mm -hmm. I need to learn more about the animals and again, what the vegan lifestyle has to offer the economy. Mm -hmm. Because again, my focus for my family was using the vegan lifestyle as a health preventative. Mm -hmm. So I haven't done much like really in-depth research on the economy part of it. Right. And I I really haven't either. It's more just, you know, what I've heard in documentaries and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's something that would be worth everybody just looking into themselves too, just to kind of see both sides of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's, It's interesting because, you know, even if you weren't like, okay, after this conversation, I'm ready to be vegan. Like, let's do this. Right. Even if you still wanted to be eating meat or whatever, there are probably a lot of better ways that we can go about it, you know, whether it's like, you know, buying from the local, like at your farmer's market, or I know deer hunting is such a big thing. I I lived in the Midwest most recently, and that was a really big thing around there. And people would say, oh, I bet you don't like that. And I was like, honestly, I, I mean, I would never do it personally. Like I would never, you know, want my husband to go get a deer for us to eat. Like I wouldn't do that. But I also... I'm actually more fine with that. I'm like, I think that's actually better than you buying just this meat that you don't know where it's coming from at Walmart or whatever. Like, I I think that's better because you're getting an animal that was actually an animal, like lived a normal animal life and ate normal animal food before it was killed. And, you know, it was killed in one of the more ethical ways possibly. And I mean, depending on how it was done, I guess, but not that I know that much about that, but and I mean, you like a, they say like a family, like one family can survive off of like one deer for quite a, not, I don't think a whole year, but like quite, that could last one family a while. And I'm like, I think that's a much more sustainable way. It's much more friendly to the earth. And I think it's probably better for your health. And I don't know. I'm like, again, I, I wouldn't do it personally, but I think that's probably better for your family and for our planet. Then again, just buying, you know, your ground beef at, you know, the big chain grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, from that, um, from your perspective, I can see why you feel it would be healthier because of them, you know, the deer not being mm-hmm. stuffed with steroids and, you know, being abused mm-hmm. and all of that. But I think my opinion is the animals in general, when they have feelings, 
they have emotions. And, and with that being said, when they are killed, whether it's with a, a gun or they're strangled or they're, um, I know a lot of times when they do the deer hunting, they use like the bow and arrows yeah. sometimes. They, the animals still release a toxin in their body. Mm. So that toxin is going to be there whether it's done in the most ethical way or even if it's done in a slaughterhouse. Yeah. So like a toxin, would that be like um what comes from distress or yes, is that what you're talking comes, about? Okay. Yes. Yeah. It it just and too a lot of times the animals are being killed because we're taught that that's where we you know, a lot of our protein has to come from. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Like mm-hmm. there's so many plant based proteins available that no animal should be getting killed. I'm not. I'm not judgmental at all. Like I'm. I'm the type. I've always been this way. Like you do what works for you or your family. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that that doesn't change the truth about you know both sides. Like the as far as the vegan lifestyle goes with plant based options, mm-hmm. protein, plant based protein. So I think it's all in just the mind, changing the mind changing the taste buds Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's all in the mind Mm -hmm. because we just I mean when you really think about it we've been trained to believe that meat is the only option to to get our plant and I mean to get our protein from Mm -hmm. so I mean it's just all in educating and a lot of times I think too people that are used to eating a lot of meat they have to have a good meal they have to have a warm wholesome meal to show them that eating a plant-based diet can be beneficial. Like I can get full, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, I can't get full off of a plant-based meal or, you know, I don't think it's flavorful Mm -hmm. or um, I'm not getting my protein. That's like the biggest one I always hear. I'm not getting my protein. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, if you create a wholesome meal and you make sure that they're getting their vitamins, their minerals, their protein, in this meal, they're the fiber and all of the good the good stuff. They're gonna leave full. They're gonna leave well, depending on the person cooking it. <laughs> they're gonna leave full and they're gonna leave the table saying, "Oh my gosh, that food was delicious," and I would have never known that that was a vegan meal because mm-hmm. it's all in the presentation. It's all in manipulating the eye. That's what I like to call it when it comes to like meat substitutes as yeah. well. When you're serving a plate to a meat eater the meat substitute that you're getting ready to serve them, it has to in some way look like what they're used to. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? For them to, for their brain to say, okay, that looks like, now let me taste it and see if it tastes like. But a lot of times it's not going to taste like it, but it gives you the illusion that that's what it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, definitely. And luckily they make a lot of products like that now. Like it looks like ground beef, but it's from plants and mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. I, I agree with you. And I think, yeah, like what you were saying about the toxins being released, like, again, that kind of goes to show how even if you were going to be consuming meat, like you definitely want to do it in moderation, like it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. And that's probably a good place for most people to start. Like if they're feeling interested or compelled, like, oh, maybe I should, you know, cut back on my meat consumption and be a little bit more plant-based like that's a great place to start is just like okay let's try you know the meatless mondays or let's try like having a few mm-hmm. vegetarian meals a week and seeing seeing how that goes and mm-hmm. it's kind it's kind of like with any other lifestyle like 
you know, people, we can all agree that sugar isn't good for us uh, in excess, right? And so, you know, most adults try to train themselves to stop craving it so much. Like maybe instead they have a glass of wine at night instead of dessert or they have a protein shake or something like that. And it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like you train your body to not crave it so much. And so it is possible, obviously, because people do that with all kinds of foods. So I like that. I like that mentality of it. And I also, I also want to ask you too, what do you, just while we're on this topic, and this is a curveball I'm throwing at you, but what do you think of the keto diet as a nutritionist? Honestly, I haven't, I'm just going to be completely honest. I have not paid any attention to that. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but I have not paid any attention to that. Can you actually educate me on what is going on with that? Because a lot of the people that come to me are strictly, you know, just want the wholesome, raw right. or plant-based knowledge. So right. can you go ahead? I'm, I'm sorry to do this. No, okay. Can you go ahead and tell me what it is? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know a, t- a ton about it, but I know it's like a high fat, high protein diet. And so the idea mm-hmm. is to have a lot of meat and you can have cheese. Um, you can have like things that are high in fat. Um, you're supposed to eat vegetables still, but you don't really eat fruits. You don't really eat anything with carbs. That's that's what I know about it. So, I mean, like, we've had friends that have done it and, you know, family members that have done it. And, like, I know you can eat, like, bacon and, you know, oh, God. Not, not, not a cheeseburger, but, like, without a bun, you know. Like, you can eat a lot of stuff that people would say is really good food, so. Okay, so pretty much what this, this plan is is, highly acidic <laughs> yeah. from what I'm hearing right yeah no I I went I'm gonna do more research on it but from what you have said so far that doesn't seem like a very healthy program to be on right because bacon that's pork that's very hard on the digestive system meat period takes a while to digest for your body to break your digestive system to break meat down mm-hmm bacon alone that that comes from a pig which pigs we all know eat any and everything they're scavengers so Mm -hmm. whatever that pig ate you're eating Mm -hmm. and then the dairy that 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 causes inflammation a lot of mucus Mm -hmm. yeah i parasites that you're like feeding your body you're literally feeding your body parasites with a lot of the stuff you just named so i'm definitely gonna whoa I didn't realize. Okay, so yeah, I need. To- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should look into it. I it's it's one of those things where it it's effective mm-hmm. at the point of losing weight. I can say that myself, you know, from seeing people do it. But I'm like, I always think, like, when I hear about this, I'm like, there's no way this is good for you, though. Like, I get that you lose weight, but at what cost? You know, like, I I just can't. This sounds so hard on your body. Uh, they're losing you know, weight on this on this plan that they're doing. Yes, yeah, because the idea is that it's not fat that causes you to gain weight; it's like sugar, um, sugar and carbs that cause you to gain weight. And so, if you cut those out, but still eat high fats and high proteins, I'm not yeah. I'm not explaining it as well as someone that is very into this could could explain it. But <laughs> but yeah, that's but the idea from what I understand. Okay. Because I'm like, I know there's healthy fats and everything you named isn't healthy. It's not a healthy fat out of what you just named. Right. So I'm like, how the heck are they losing weight on unhealthy fat? Yeah. If anything, you would gain weight. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to research this. This is interesting. Yeah, look into it. Look I into it and tell will. me what you think. Okay. Okay, so 
going back to kind of some misconceptions, like you were saying, one big misconception is that you can't get enough protein. Like that's, that's what people always ask me. I would say, if you're vegan, how do you get protein? That's like the real big question. Like people think protein equals meat and that's it. So what would you say, you know, what are some other ways that you can get protein in like, and is it adequate? Like, is it possible to get enough protein in while being a vegan? Yes, there is. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name off some plant-based proteins that people can invite to dinner or for lunch or for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely possible to get the exact amount of protein that you need mm-hmm. um, in your daily consumption. Mm-hmm. I would say hemp seed, you have lentils, you have beans like the white beans, kidney beans. Let's see, you have nut as far as almonds, walnuts, hazelnut, cashews, pecans, seeds like raw toasted sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, quinoa, sea vegetables. What is the name of them? Um, seaweed. Mm-hmm and kelp, algaes, and then you have like brown rice, you know, the pea protein. Mm -hmm. Those 10 alone are plant-based proteins. Mm -hmm. Again, you can receive, it's all in the mind. So you see hemp seeds and assume, okay, they're seeds. I don't know how I would cook this or I don't want to eat them by themselves. So that's where the smoothies come into play or adding them and your homemade protein bars, adding them in your cereal. There's so many different ways to incorporate these plant-based proteins Mm -hmm. instead of just eating them by themselves Mm -hmm. to where you're not missing your protein. And then you also have like kale, collard greens. There's also herbs that you can take like moringa, matcha, maca root, black, yellow, and red, alfalfa leaf, spirulina. There's so many different plant-based alternatives for protein Mm -hmm. where that's not even a problem yeah absolutely and that might sound like okay that's a lot I don't know what to do with those though but there's a lot of recipes like it's Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's it's really not that hard I mean you can get more and more creative with it but like for example like Mm -hmm. chili that's really easy to do and you just have a lot of beans Mm -hmm. and not any meat or like spaghetti like mm-hmm. you can do you know whole wheat noodles and a uh, vegetable protein like we were talking about that come from the store like the mm-hmm. ones that look like ground beef but are plant-based or you know there's just there's mm-hmm. so many things like um I love Indian food for one and a lot of Indian mm-hmm. restaurants have like you know chicken tikka masala is super popular but they usually have chickpea tikka masala and like that still has a lot of protein mm-hmm. and so I just feel like even if you're yeah. not like a great cook or loving in the kitchen or anything there's a lot of little easy substitutes that you can do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I tell people that don't make it so complicated. Again, a lot of times when they hear vegan, they're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with just veggies and fruit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it comes to the beans, you can, I tell people, whatever, whatever traditional foods that you enjoy eating, mm-hmm. just look for the vegan substitute. Right. That's where the research comes into play, where you can see if, you, if you're if you a soy-based vegan, then you'll look for the soy meat uh, alternatives. If you're not a vegan that likes to consume soy, then you look for the meat alternatives mm-hmm. that are soy-free. Mm-hmm. And you do your research on those brands. Mm-hmm. Of, again, I don't recommend you just go to the store and buy any meat alternatives because you'll be highly upset with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just do the research on the ones that people rave about in the vegan community. Sure. And, well, okay, back to the, the beans and lentils and things like that. 
you can make veggie burgers, you can make homemade black bean burgers, you can do uh, eggplant and bean mm-hmm. burgers. There's so many different burgers you mm-hmm. can do just with beans mm-hmm. alone and implementing like different veggies into right. them. Um, you can do a variety of soups, butternut squash soup, squa- you know, lentil soup, garbanzo beans, broccoli soup, <laughs> uh, red pepper, green pepper soup. There's so many different yeah. things you can do with the veggies and, and yeah. beans to where you're not feeling stuck in a box eating the same meals yeah. all the time. You can be so creative with a plant-based diet. Absolutely. And I feel like, too, I need to say this, that a lot of times I feel like friends of mine might try, like, a bite of my veggie burger or whatever, and they're like, that just doesn't taste like meat. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the point. Not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that would be weird if it tasted like meat. Like, it's not going to taste mm-hmm. the same, but it's still going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, like my mm-hmm. husband loves black bean burgers, and sometimes we'll get them if we're, mm-hmm. we're at a restaurant. Like, he sometimes prefers those. And it's not because they taste mm-hmm. like meat. They don't. It's black beans. It usually tastes like mm-hmm. some kind of Hispanic-style food. Like, a lot of times it kind of has that mm-hmm. flavor to it. And mm-hmm. it's like – or Southwest flavor, I guess you could say. And it's not mm-hmm. – yeah, it doesn't taste like a regular burger. But it still tastes good. You know what I mean? And it's kind of that idea of, like, training yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually you won't be craving a burger. You know what I mean? Like, eventually a, a black bean burger will mm-hmm. sound just as good to you if you keep – keep it up and keep like experimenting with those things. So so that's one thing I like to throw out. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times when people say it doesn't taste like meat, I often like to pose the question, well, do you even like the taste of meat? Because if you really think about it, people are not eating meat plain. Right. They're seasoning, they're adding batters, they're adding all type of seasoning and spices to that meat for it to taste good. So they're really looking at the texture of it. You know, the texture isn't similar to Mm -hmm. me, but the flavor is, it's a good flavor. It's just the texture isn't what you're used to. That's what it, that's what it really boils down to. And a lot of times people that eat meat don't like to eat meat without any flavor on it. They just don't. So they won't even touch it. If you give somebody, you know, a meat eater, um, you give them some meat without anything on it. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. They're going to be like, what are you, I'm not going to eat this. It doesn't have right. any seasoning on it. Yeah. So it's just like, you don't even like meat without any flavor on it. It's really That's the so texture. true. Nobody, so. nobody is like, oh, I just love a plain chicken breast. Like, nobody says that. Like, it's like, <laughs> exactly. oh, I like fried chicken when it's exactly. dipped in Chick-fil-A sauce or whatever. Like, right. that's what's really good. So, and I will say, I do right. love Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't, I'm like, I don't love chicken. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that much flavor. So I can just eat the waffle fries and dip it in the Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same thing. So that's what I like mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> All right. Are there any other, like, stereotypes around being vegan that you hear about a lot or anything like that that you would want to? address i think there's two that i hear often because of you know me having children Mm -hmm. and when people some people find out that we're a vegan family they get very interested Mm -hmm. not in a bad way because my family we don't look sick yeah you know so they're just like you guys look healthy you know but i still have questions so the two questions that i often get or hear a lot Mm -hmm. just from people that aren't vegan is that veganism is child abuse. Hmm. And my response to that is that uh, veganism itself is not child abuse. 
it has the potential to be healthy or harmful, mm-hmm. just as does an carnival diet. And that all depends on the parent's level of nutrition education, mm-hmm. the self-accountability of the parent, and the concerns of the child's welfare. Mm-hmm. And I say that because a lot of times people that have, of course, that's my education, my education answer to someone that would have a concern, but it also is really true. You have some families that jump into veganism and they haven't done not a bit of research. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous because your body, not just as an adult, but your children need to receive the minerals and, and vitamins and proteins daily, you know, and if they're not, if they're just eating a bunch of potatoes and, you know, cookies and chips, you're mm-hmm. setting that child up. You're setting your child up for failure, you know? Right. That's also, I mean, I would say that's child abuse kind of like. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's important. If you're doing it the right way, you're making sure your children are eating healthy, wholesome, nutrient-dense foods more than they're consuming um, mm-hmm. acidic vegan junk foods, then it's not child abuse. Sure. And I, like I said, that that applies to people that aren't on the vegan diet. If right. you are just consuming nothing but acidic foods and you're not, you know, making sure your children are taking some type of multivitamin or, you know, just taking care of themselves, then they can become sick as mm-hmm. well. The other one is, are you depriving your children from childhood fun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that applies to like, you know, parties and things right. like that. My children, I had a conversation with them to ask them if they felt like they were being deprived from childhood fun. And my eldest said, uh, health is fun. Mm-hmm. And I, he said that it's because we make it fun. It's, it's me and my husband that make learning about health fun Mm -hmm. and also being compassionate towards animals is fun yeah that you know it's it's all in the perspective of others but this is coming from my children they feel like health is fun being compassionate towards animals Mm -hmm. is fun and being a part of the solution to save the environment is fun yeah and again that comes from my children who are teenagers that have been living a plant-based lifestyle for about seven and a half years. Me and my husband, well, actually it's been about eight, eight and a Mm -hmm. half years, a little over eight and a half years. Um, And it's all because we, we include them. And when we tell them that something isn't healthy for them, we have a visual for them and Mm -hmm. we ask them questions. Their opinion matters to us. So Mm -hmm. um, that with me being the main person cooking, I like to make sure that my children don't feel deprived. Mm-hmm. So yes, I make sure that our children eat nutrient-dense meal, uh, lunch and dinner. I also make sure that they have some vegan junk food. Like I'll do vegan cookies and cupcakes or Rice Krispie treats, ice cream. Mm-hmm. But it's the vegan way. And I use soy-free butters and um, healthier sweetener alternatives mm-hmm. and dairy alternatives and, you know, everything that it's completely vegan, but it appears to be a non-vegan cupcake or a non-vegan cookie. And it tastes good. So mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form, <laughs> you know, do my children feel deprived of childhood fun. 
And I don't think that other children that who families are practicing uh, veganism should feel deprived at all. Yeah. Especially when there's so many different alternatives out here for children to be able to indulge in as vegan children. Yeah. Those are the two main things that I heard were missed and that mm-hmm. I've actually had been questioned about mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So how old were your kids when you started the vegan lifestyle? Oh gosh, they were young. They were they were in elementary school okay. when we transitioned. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the exact age, but I know it was some time. Me and my husband have this debate all the time because we're like, when is our anniversary, <laughs> our vegan anniversary? And we're like, I don't know. I just remember we stopping and we just changing everything. Right. But I do recall them being in elementary school. Okay. And I was just asking because that is something that probably any parents that are listening are thinking about is like, okay, well, I mean, like, but they're already used to eating this way. So how can we just stop? Because, you know, kid, kids are hard. Like adults, you know, you can reason with kids. is It's a little bit harder with food. Like it can be a challenge, you know, especially if they're toddlers or whatever. But I mean, I would still say like elementary school kids are, that's, that's like not an easy age to say like, okay, we're going to do this because, you know, it's better for our health. Like they're still young enough where they might be kind of picky and not able to reason with as much as like, say a teenager. Cause you know, once kids are in their teens, they start to become a little more self-aware of like, Oh, I'm not, I, I should be working out and you know, I'm not going to eat that or whatever. But I would say elementary school is still kind of maybe a difficult age to implement that. So do you have any tips for parents that have younger children that are thinking like, oh, my kid is so picky, they would never do that because obviously you were able to do that. Right. Honestly, my husband and I grew up in households where when we were at that age, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Our opinion didn't matter on what we were being said. <laughs> and yeah. We had to eat it. So yeah. I, I think that's what me and my husband did. We didn't really at that time focus on what our children would and wouldn't eat. Uh-huh. It was more so about what we were already feeding them and the illnesses that could come from what we have been doing. So it was like really on us. It was like, okay, are we going to continue to, because in our opinion, if we were feeding them poor, you know, food that can lead to diseases. So it was like, okay, now is our job. Now it's our time to be parent. I'm not saying that people that feed their children that way aren't being parents, but I'm saying for us, when we were brought this knowledge, we were we took action and applied the knowledge into our lifestyle so it was like okay now i know better i have to do better by my children and implement these foods that are going to help my children you know Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what i did and again i didn't want them to feel deprived so i took the initiative to do the research on vegan alternatives for desserts Mm -hmm. And I took the time to be in the kitchen and making sure that the recipes were coming out right. And, you know, just paying attention to detail when doing recipe development or um, doing the research on certain vegan brands before going out to buy them. So I wasn't wasting money. Mm -hmm. And they had a say on that. So when I would give them things to try, I would pay attention to what they would say. Or sometimes I wouldn't even tell them that it was a vegan cookie. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how they, you know, they destroyed the cookie. So I'm like, oh, well, they like it, you know? And then I would tell them after, like, you know, that was a vegan cookie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, that was good, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all in the parenting, if you ask me. Yeah. Are you going to allow 
your child to dictate what you want for them mm-hmm. as an adult. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you're the parent. Mm-hmm. And what you say goes. Yeah. And that's just what it is, in my opinion. Just, I mean, it, you're not harming them. So right. you can't go wrong with introducing them to something new. Yeah. And then to educate the child. Mm-hmm. Don't just say... And that's what we did with ours. We educated them certain, like I said, certain things that made them try and I didn't tell them that they, you know, they took to it and it was a go. But for families or mothers or fathers that have children that may be picky eaters, sit them down and ask them, like, what are some of the foods that you like and that you don't like? And the parents should write it down. So when they're doing their research on what meals to prepare, they can keep those foods in mind that their children Mm -hmm. like. So, you know, bake the meals around that and introduce it to the child. So, you know, they know that the child will eat it. But like I said, at the end of the day, you are the parent. Mm -hmm. And I don't see the vegan diet harming the child if it's done correctly. So why not, in a way, force the child to (laughs) eat that way? Sure. That may sound horrible to some parents, but... I mean, I think most people would agree with you, like... I am the parent. I should get to decide. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when you don't want your child to hang around certain people when they get in high school. You know, parents are, they take a stand then. Like, I don't want you driving in the car with such and such because they're irresponsible. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies to, you know, them being a toddler. And it's like, no, I don't want you eating hot Cheetos anymore because it's not healthy mm-hmm. for your body. And this is an alternative to, you know, yeah. hot Cheetos. And I, I think just being honest with your children and involving them in the process helps. And But at the end of it all, you're the parent. And that's what holds the weight, in my right. opinion. No, that's super helpful. Thank you for answering that. All right. So what a lot of what you do with your business yeah. is helping people to kind of live this healthy lifestyle and make it making it a little bit easier for them to do so. So how would you recommend people get started? First of all, like if somebody, you know, is thinking like, yeah, I've been thinking about doing a plant-based lifestyle. How, how would you suggest that they first get started with it? My first recommendation would be to educate yourself. That way you have a solid foundation and you're going to do it the right way. And then what I mean by the right way is, you know, the foods that you need to make the vegan lifestyle a longevity practice instead of something short term that's pretty much what I would say Mm -hmm. is the the that's the most important is the research because once you have that you're just unstoppable it's it's no I mean again you're still learning it's still a journey but to get the the process started of becoming a vegan Mm -hmm. the foundation is of educating yourself for sure and then I would say that and keeping in mind that it doesn't have to be complicated. Write down, I would say, to get a piece of paper, sit down with the family. If you, you know, if, if they have a family or if, it, if it's just them by themselves and to create a vegan family mission mm-hmm. statement. Or if, again, if it's not a family, just write a vegan mission statement. And what that pretty much is, is a shared vision of a family's values, plans and goals as they relate to the current and future function of mm-hmm. the family. And again, if you're, you don't have a family, just change family to mm-hmm. your name. And ask questions to, and I'm going to just say family now, because uh, what my husband and I did 
with our children once you know we fully educated ourselves was we sat down created a, a mission statement and we asked questions like um does vegan extend beyond clothing mm-hmm. or beauty products and we all gave in our input yes they were toddlers at the time they were in, in middle i mean in elementary school so their opinions to us matter and you'll be surprised at how educated your children are on their needs and desire you know like they're they mm-hmm. can they can speak up for themselves so don't look at a child's mm-hmm. age and say oh they won't know you'll you'll be surprised um and we wrote down what we all agreed on um another question you can add in the vegan mission statement is does it extend beyond human family members to pets so you have some vegan ethical vegans that don't even want cats or dogs or lizards or snakes, you know, or rats or mm-hmm. rabbits as family pets. Because to them, that's still not allowing a pet mm-hmm. to be free. It's like they're caging them in. So we asked that question, even though we weren't, we're not, I mean, we like dogs, like other mm-hmm. people's dogs and cats, yeah. but we don't like them for us. That makes sense. But it was still something we asked. So there was just an understanding of where we stood as yeah. a family on our mission statement. And then it was, the other question you can ask is, does it mean eating vegan at home, mostly vegan out in the non-vegan world, such as school, if you're at your friend's home, work and travel? And that's a major question to ask because like you said, sometimes at home, you guys are vegan, but when you go out or you travel, you may not eat vegan dishes Mm -hmm. depending on what the places you go to have to offer. So that's an important one to ask. So there is no miscommunication. Um, Everyone is pretty Mm -hmm. much holding themselves accountable for the actions that they Mm -hmm. make if they're out. You know what I'm saying? And it it goes against what the family Mm -hmm. agreed on if they're moving as a unit. But yeah, I think that's important, creating a family mission statement so everyone is on the same wave and can support and can support one another on the journey Mm -hmm. and educating yourself. Education is, I I promise you, is a solid foundation for this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, if you don't educate yourself on what it is to be a vegan and what works for you and your family or just yourself, anybody can tell you anything and you're going to fall for it, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And again, I'm not saying don't have an open mind to education. Have an open mind, but know to go back to the drawing board, which is educating and going back to research to make sure that it is some truth to it. Or if it's not, then, you know, don't implement it into your lifestyle. But can't nobody knock you off your foundation when it's solid. Mm-hmm. They just can't. That that applies to, like when we go out, I'm going to use my family for uh, for example. When we go out with our friends to, whether it's bowling or top golf, skating ring, we either eat before we leave or we see what vegan options they have at the place mm-hmm. before we go. Or I pack, like my friends know, I carry my basket everywhere. It is full of snacks and mm-hmm. <laughs> food. Like I take food everywhere. But I say, I, they know that they can't bribe me or my children with something that is not vegan. You know, they can't say, oh, this, try this. It won't, you know, it's only one time and things like that. It's like, no. I'm not going to try it. Our friends don't even peer pressure us like that because they know where we stand in our lifestyle and it's a high priority for us. So 
Sure. They don't try to tempt us, but that's what I mean by a solid foundation. You're going to have people that, especially family, that'll try you when yeah. they find out that you're vegan. And if you bend, they're going to be like, oh, he he's a joke or she's a joke. They don't even take it serious, you know? Mm-hmm. But when they see that you have made it a priority to live a healthier lifestyle, they have no choice but to respect your decision. And in a way, they may not say it, but once they see that you stayed on that path, they start to actually get inspired and ask questions on how they can implement more, you know, healthier meals into their lifestyle. And I'm saying that because I, I have family members that do that, yeah. that have um, questioned it, but then actually got inspired into just by my lifestyle and are curious and, and want to make healthier choices Mm -hmm. for themselves or their children Mm -hmm. so yeah that's cool education is the key to a solid foundation definitely all right and so obviously like a lot of what you have available on your website and everything is tips for people and help for them as they you know look through this lifestyle change do you have any big tips that you would want to share right right away um just for like for adults living a vegan lifestyle like grocery shopping or or even just living a healthy lifestyle in general, any big tips that you definitely think people should should take? I would say the biggest tip would be to do what works for yourself mm-hmm. or for your family. Don't so much focus on what the standard is to be a vegan or you know the pressure of what it is to be a vegan. Actually do what works for you and make sure that you are ready mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do it because of it being a trend because your favorite celebrity, you know, (laughs) it decided to be a vegan. So now you want to be a vegan. Do it because you're ready to be a vegan. And again, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of times I find what people are. They're hard on themselves and they feel the pressure of wanting to do it right because of the others, the outsiders are paying attention since they, you know, they made the announcement they're vegan. So the pressure is on. Like, no, you don't, there's no need for an announcement. And if you're not comfortable, I should say, doing so. But just focus on what works for you and your family and stick to that. And I I think I was going to touch on that before with uh, taking a piece of paper and writing down the non-vegan meals that you yourself or your family enjoys eating. Mm -hmm. And then on the opposite side, after doing your research, write down uh, the vegan substitute ingredients that you would need to make that same recipe but it's just veganized Mm -hmm. that makes the process a lot easier as well um being a new Mm -hmm. vegan and it's really easy it may sound like that's even complicated but it's not once you write it down and you're able to see the meals that you like and your children like it's so easy to go to the store and be like okay i need this ingredient this ingredient and it's just you know a vegan sauce or organic sauce or um you're still using onions and you know bell peppers all of that stuff is easy. It's just the main ingredient, which would be like the mm-hmm. meat substitute that you would use instead of like ground mm-hmm. beef. You know, they have some really great meat alternatives now to where that's not a problem. Right. You know, grocery store tips, I would say write your list before going. Write your, write your grocery list before going and making sure that you're not just writing ingredients mm-hmm. on the list. What you're writing on your list, you should be actually cooking throughout the week. So if it's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's what is on the list. Gotcha. And 
the brands that you do decide to go with, go to their website and see if they have coupons available because a lot of times they do have them on there. Mm-hmm. Print them out or a lot of times they have it where it's E, you know, of the e-coupon. Yeah. To help save money, check your local health food stores and see if they give discounts if you bring your own bag. Mm-hmm. Because I know like Whole Foods and like my local health food store, when you bring your own bag, you get like five, it's either five or 10 cents off each bag that you bring mm-hmm. to bag your own groceries. That adds up as well. Also seeing what sales they have, you know, just shopping around like you would if you weren't transitioning, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, for sure. to help save with money. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that's pretty much it on the tip as yeah. far as like the grocery list and making sure that the foods that you get you're actually going to use so you're not wasting money Mm -hmm. yeah no that's helpful thank you for sharing all right if you had to leave listeners with one message one lasting thing what would that be i would probably say if they're already not doing it to cultivate gratitude Mm -hmm. i would say okay living a state of constant gratitude for the people places and things in our lives it's easier to create happiness by creating a list of things that you are grateful for that make you happy. Consider adding it into your daily mm-hmm. ritual. Either the first thing you do when you wake up or the last thing you do before going to bed. Gratitude goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I want to leave people with is just being grateful for where you are in your life, the people that are in your life, whether the people are negative or positive because there's a lesson to be learned either way and practicing self-love within that gratitude. So that's what I would leave people with. Yeah, that's great. All right. I have a few fun questions for you. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but what about, what's some good advice that you have gotten recently? Oh, some good advice that I have gotten recently. You've already given us a lot of great advice. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, Okay, Um, because I am a full-time entrepreneur, I was told by a good friend of mine to remember to train my mind to see good in everything and that positivity is a choice. The happiness of my life depends on the quality of your thoughts, which is what I are. It's like, I think a lot of times us humans forget that we have control over what goes on in our life and that every situation, whether it's positive or negative, can be turned into a positive because positivity is a choice. Mm-hmm. And you, in a negative situation, you can learn something positive, whether it's the company you keep, whether this will never happen again, you know, like as far as business decision goes. So I think that was great advice is just a reminder that positivity is a choice even if you aren't feeling up to it it's a choice whether you choose it or not it's completely up to you but it is a choice I like that again like I love your approach with holistic health and just how it is also about your mind like that's going to affect your health too I I totally agree with you on that so I think that's really cool thank you okay how about do you have somebody that you look up to as a role model I do um, my husband, I mean, they may sound cliche, but <laughs> it's definitely oh, my husband. I think that's sweet. <laughs> um, I say my husband because he doesn't 
like to be stagnant. And because I've been with him, like I've seen how much he has grown from a young man to a grown man. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from him having an open mind and embracing his journey, whether it was through the struggle and now to where he is. Um, and it's very inspiring. And that all happened because he does not have a stagnant bone in his body. Um, he doesn't allow, he didn't allow life to get the best of him. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the main reasons. The other reasons are he enjoys reading. Um, he works hard for his brand, which he's also a full-time entrepreneur. So his work ethic is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of discipline that he has is very inspiring. Again, he keeps an open mind. He works extremely hard and teaches our children about life, mm-hmm. you know, and just how to deal with finance, how to deal with being a young man turning into a grown man, being a provider. He teaches our children so Mm -hmm. much. Like we have open lines of communication and that all comes from my husband and myself, but my husband really, because, you know, they're boys and he's like, no, you know, they need to know there's no sugarcoating anything with our children. So my husband is the main force behind that. (laughs) So he's somebody that I definitely look up to and am inspired by to be a better human and a better mother, a better wife, and just a better friend, because I see that's what he strives for yeah. uh, with the people in his life. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I love that. <laughs> um, how about what's the most impactful book that you've read? Uh, recently, I have been on more of a spiritual awareness journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the books that has really resonated with my spirit is called The Great Cosmic Mother. And it this book is just life-changing for anyone I feel that's on a spiritual journey. All right. I haven't heard of that one before, but I'll look it up. That's great. Uh, what's something, do you have something that you've listened to recently that you think everybody needs to hear, like a documentary we were talking about or podcast or anything like that? I think people should look at the documentary Forks Over Knives. That's a good documentary, okay. too. Um, is that on Netflix? Yes, it is. Okay. I feel like I've seen that. Yes. And as far as, I wouldn't necessarily call it a movie, but it's like a series on Facebook. Okay. Um, It's called The Red Table Talk. Okay. And the host is Jada Pekin Smith, okay. her daughter, Willow, and her mother, oh. Gam. Okay. They created the Red Table Talk, and they talk about life, hard, like the, the topics that a lot of people would not talk about mm-hmm. as far as what's going on in the world, you know, their personal life, like things that have happened to them in their personal life. Again, topics like domestic violence and just so many different topics that a lot of people wouldn't touch on because there's just it can cause a lot mm-hmm. of issues. They don't, they talk about it. Uh, they're like I said, they're very transparent. Um, I think that's a really good show that people can tune into and actually learn from. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool because I love that family so much. So I would totally mm-hmm. like. I would definitely like that. Yeah, they're so open. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm checking that out for sure. All right, what about a brand or product that you're really liking lately? One brand that I take every day is it, it is my husband's brand, but it's um, Back to Your Roots Herbs. A multivitamin that is a vitamin that I take every single day. It, the way he created it, it is a formula. So he like put the best of vitamins and 
herbs in one capsule and it's like super herbs in one capsule and it's just it, it definitely helps me throughout the day I get my minerals and my vitamins through my food too but because I do have a busy schedule a lot of times I'll if I do skip a meal which you guys should never do mm-hmm. but if you do <laughs> skip a meal I like to take my multivitamins to help me you know get through that hour or two of me not being able to eat so I'm still giving my body nutrients yeah and the second one that I have just been in love with is the plant-based vega protein blueberry, I think it's cashew milk uh, yogurt. Oh my gosh. Oh, that sounds good. It is to die for. They have, um, I think they have strawberry, blueberry, vanilla, raspberry. I think those are the, the flavors that they have now. And I've tried every last one of them. They're all amazing, but my absolute favorite is the blueberry. That sounds really tasty. Do you just get that at the regular store or do you have to get it somewhere special? I, to be honest with you, I haven't checked other stores. I go to Whole Foods a lot. um, And that's where I found it at. I found it at Whole Foods, but you know, people can check their local health food stores outside of Whole Foods and, and, call and see if they have it okay or uh, too i think people can go on or go to vega go to their website and check like the product store like their location on where their products are sold and a lot of times they'll you know have the address and the name of the stores that carry that product yeah okay cool that sounds really tasty it's delicious all right. So if people want to connect with you and learn more and check out all the tips that you have for them where can they find you um, if they would like to communicate with me live on my website, they can reach me at beyondvegans.com on my social media handles, Instagram and Facebook, um, and also Twitter. It is Beyond Vegans. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'm sure people will definitely be checking out your stuff. I highly recommend looking at your Instagram and giving you a follow because I love seeing all your all your posts, like, you know, just of you because you're gorgeous, but also of you. what you're doing and your workout tips and everything. I love seeing that. So it's very fun to creep your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for, again, taking the time. I'm sorry we went over time so much, but there are just so mm-hmm. many questions I have for you. And this is just, it's such a big topic. And one that, like I was saying earlier, people have so many misconceptions about and can just be really, you know, hard-headed about or have their really strict opinions on. And so I feel like we, I I think you did a great job of addressing some of those and helping people to kind of open their minds up a little bit. But I think it's also an ongoing conversation and one that people need to keep doing their own research on. But just thank you so much for all the knowledge that you shared with us and all the tips for people, because I think you helped people to see that a vegan lifestyle is a lot more achievable than it probably feels. Yes. And you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This is nice. Yeah. It was such a pleasure. So I don't know about you, but I found this conversation super inspirational 
It was really helpful for me, even just as I think about raising kids and cooking for a household and creating a home that is healthy and holistic. There was so much good content here, and I really love that Sadia kept using the word transition when she described going towards a vegan lifestyle, because it really isn't something that happens overnight. It's not something that you should wake up and all of a sudden decide to be completely vegan. It truly is a process that takes time and it takes research. I can vouch for that personally because we first started looking into the plant-based lifestyle about two years ago, and it's taken time to get there, but we're still working on it. Sadia did figure out the name of that documentary that she first watched. It's called Sacrifice, and there's a link to it in the show notes. There's a link to the documentary that I mentioned as well. There's a link to the documentary that I watched as well, which is called Food Choices, as well as a link to the Forks Over Knives documentary. So you can view those all in the show notes. And if you watch those documentaries, something you're going to learn about is what I mentioned, that factory farming is such an industry. It's all about making money, which is just crazy because it's really not about what's good for us. So I do think that no matter what lifestyle or diet you follow, you need to look into where your food is coming from, especially your meat and animal products. I really enjoyed listening to that long list of different plant-based proteins that Sadia went through. Your mind might have been spinning by the end of that because there are so many, and maybe some of them you've never heard of, but that's okay because there are so many resources out there. Whether it's using Sadia's website or even just following her and other vegan chefs on Instagram, there are so many recipes out there. Pinterest is another great resource. Seriously, try typing in the word vegan and you will get so many awesome recipes. I included a link from Sadia's website of some of her different websites in the show notes also, so make sure you check them out. I am drooling over the vegan Krispy Kreme donuts. I don't know if I should make them, it might be too tempting for me, but they look amazing. I also really like the idea that Sadia shared about sitting down with your family or even just on your own and writing down some different dishes that you like and then thinking about how you could turn them into vegan dishes with plant-based substitutions. Making vegan food is really not as complicated as it sounds. You probably actually eat vegan food more often than you realize even because it's pretty popular in the stores nowadays. So I highly recommend trying that and maybe start with trying to implement a plant-based meal once a week. You could go with the Meatless Monday trend and see how that goes. And maybe as time goes on, you'll decide you want to incorporate it more and more. It will get easier and easier as you go about it. You probably picked this up from Sadia too, but we cannot emphasize enough the importance of doing your research and getting educated on these topics before diving in. I really liked what she said about building that solid foundation so that no one can knock you off of it. Because I can vouch from personal experience that it's hard to say, I'm going to be a vegan now. And then to go to a party where there's some brownies or some chicken wings and you just really want to eat them and you haven't built that solid foundation so you're easily knocked off of it. So keep doing your research and make a decision of what you want your lifestyle to be. On a personal note, I just want to thank everybody for their patience as I got this episode uploaded. It was a little later than I expected it to be, but that's because my baby came a little earlier than I expected him to be. So Baker Thomas has arrived, he is here, and I am loving being his mom. If you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I highly recommend that you do that because there are a lot of cute baby pictures on there. And you can be entertained as you watch me try to figure out how to be a mom. Go check it out. And like I said, please do leave a rating or a review for the show. It's super helpful to me. And make sure you're subscribed to the show while you're at it so that you can get all the latest episodes straight to your device. My next episode will be airing on the last Thursday of May, and you don't want to miss what I have in store. So I hope your spring is going wonderfully, and the next time we chat, it will officially be summer, so that's fun. Until then, do some research on the vegan lifestyle, 
go check out Sadia's Instagram page and maybe watch a documentary on Netflix in your spare time and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.